0: Of our meme team it warms my heart and i need my heart to be warm because i still got a chill because our show was in iowa this week the great white north where we followed around the america first candidate for the next generation perhaps we also had a front row seat to donald trump's victory in the iowa caucuses follow around marjorie taylor green and nigel farage my name is benny johnson and you are in the arena Do you believe in time travel? I believe in time travel. I mean, kind of, right? Like, I like the movie Back to the Future. I like the concept of time traveling. I'm sure that there are entities that can time travel. Maybe that's what the UFO was in the meme intro for the show. But nonetheless, I love to see what the future is. And I think that if you work hard enough in politics and if you are engaged enough, sort of plugged in enough, you won't be left behind. You'll kind of be able to predict where the audience is going, where the movement is going and where the American electorate is going. And we feel like we're sort of in that place right now. What you can see here in the meme economy is what people think of Vivek Ronswamy. Vivek Ronswamy is a time traveling Donald Trump. If Donald Trump was 38 years old, this is probably what he'd look like. I, I, skin might need to be a little tint oranger, but nonetheless, here is what people thought about Vivek. The more that we hit the road and the more that we talked with Vivek, and we did a lot of that, uh, this election cycle before he dropped out, as we all know, on the eve of the Iowa caucus, after the results came in and were officially called eight, a respectable 8% in Iowa, Vivek said, we're going to go. We're going to go and we're going to endorse Donald Trump. People said all across the country. This guy really reminds me of a next-gen America First MAGA movement. And that is kind of what Vivek was. And that's important. And it's why we had a gravitational pull sort of to his candidacy uh, this cycle. I'm a big fan of Donald Trump. And I really, really like what Donald Trump did for this nation. But you must make sure that you have a baton to pass in your political movements. If you don't do that, if you don't do enough work to ensure that happens, you'll end up with a uh, Barack Obama, right? He had two terms as president and then he like hands it off to Hillary. Great job, man. Like it didn't work out. And so you do have to make sure that you're always pumping up the next generation and that you were always pouring your energies into your future, right? nothing like parenthood fatherhood to sort of give you that connection. And I'm a a dad and I sort of see it and I saw it in clips like this. I mean, everyone was able to sort of step back and go, well, hold up, hold up. This man on the debate stage is just like time traveling. Trump watch,
1: I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump. That the great replacement theory is not some grand right wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the democratic party's platform. That the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech. That the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment (coughs) that actually put up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can say these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who were licking his boots one time and now Monday morning quarterbacking and criticizing (laughs) when it's convenient.
0: Vivek was the only candidate that refused to criticize Donald Trump, defended the president, and then, quite frankly, uh, used his policy totems to carry forth the MAGA movement to a new generation of voters. And that is interesting, commendable, and we had to go see it for ourselves. And so we took this show for our very first episode to the Airbnb that Vivek was staying at in Miami before the presidential debate. And we couldn't think of a better nexus for what we were doing Uh, and wanted to do on In the Arena than to sort of show you what it was like to prepare for a nationally televised presidential debate. What we didn't expect uh, was that as soon as we walked in, Vivek would be like, okay, what should I say on the debate stage? Uh, However, I will tell you, we've been waiting our entire lives for this one. (laughs) And so we advised him to go very hard at the real root of the problem, which is the media and the bootlickers inside of the Republican Party that suck up to the media. It's really humiliating, degrading practice. Ron O'Donnell is one of the worst out there. And so we were happy to give our opinions. Glad it worked out. He is incapable of taking the rage that the country feels towards the administration and actually channeling it into results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they are incapable of doing that, right? Like we should be rage towards the administration, but this is a channeling mechanism and it has failed. Easiest thing ever and to have the infrastructure to go no, chase battles. It's, battle. it's
1: right. given yeah. us the trashy moderators that are doing tonight's. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. actually. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, that's exactly. Sims for the uh, corporate media and establishment. Sick and tired of what's going on. It's a broken system and a broken party. Help. Ronald McDaniel should resign. Yeah. I think it's just I mean, I think it's just say that. Yeah, yeah. Ronna McDaniel should resign, there There needs to be some accountability, she she should get up on stage right now, she's here, Ronna, come up here and resign, we could just do that. Let's speak the truth, I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came, we got trounced last night in 2023. For that matter, Ronna, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my yield my time to
0: you. We really, really enjoyed doing that (laughs) And, and had a great response, by the way, from this audience to that episode. And the reason why we were so excited about it was not because we're so great or because our anyone's ever Oh, asked us for debate advice that hasn't happened before, but because we were simply speaking for you. And we do that every single day. No candidate ever listens. That's the difference. No candidate ever listens. Donald Trump listened to the base and he became president. Vivek Ranswamy is listening to the social web and to the actual voters, the paying customers as it were inside of the Republican party. Uh, and, and the results are quite clear. The Vapran Swami kicks off debate in the most insane way possible. <laughs> the headlines are so good. GOP Fireworks, why Vivran Swami took aim at RNC chair at Ron McDaniel? Maybe because she's terrible at her job. Just a thought. Now something else that he did that night was to ask Kristen Welker, you know, is the Russia collusion hoax real? Is Hunter Biden's laptop Russian disinformation? And she couldn't answer. And what that was all about was divining for the audience watching at home who the real problem is. You know, the problem is the corporate media who refuse to apologize for the lies and the hoaxes that they have run on the American people. And it's why this show exists, it's why tenant media exists. But it's also why we were really excited when Vivek sort of grabbed that baton and continue to run with it the same way that Trump did in 2016 through his presidency, pushing the questions back at the media. There is absolutely no veil of protection that says you're not supposed to answer questions as the press. You don't have some type of bubble around you where you are immune to criticism and you're immune to someone asking you a question. That's not how this works. This is a free country. And so expect more of this.
1: To deliver a major surprise, right. because many of our supporters are first-time supporters, and I think we're going to, frankly, make a lot of the media's. Uh, all I'm saying, one, one more thing, I would say, I'm looking forward to, is I want, I want to have a conversation because the historical pattern with the media is, lie, lie, lie again. When proven to have lied, hide from accountability, from the Hunter Biden laptop story to the origin of COVID to the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that never was, I'm still waiting for one honest anchor in the mainstream media to just look their own audience in the eye and say, hey, I apologize. We lied to you, we got it wrong, and we'll never have this happen again. I challenge your guy, Alex, who likes to write, you know, I would say, clickbaity headlines to say at least you're from a new generation of leadership. Go ahead and step up and maybe you can do it, or maybe, Catherine, I'd bet on you sooner to do it. But somebody needs to actually, from the next generation, heal that divide of trust between the media and the people I'll look forward to having that conversation with the media with what happens on January 15th. It'll be a surprise. I'll try to sweep it under the rug, try to minimize the importance of Iowa and try to do, set the same narrative they have been. And I think that we need to use every occasion we have to at least rebuild trust with the American public to say, here's the narrative we've set. Here's where we were proven wrong. And here's where we own accountability. That's what I would say.
0: Isn't that what you do in any relationship that you wish to have as a healthy relationship, any real relationship? I, mean, I do this with my wife. When I mess up, you have to admit you were wrong. What's the first step of, of Alcoholics Anonymous? I'm an alcoholic. I've made a bad choice. I need to fix that bad choice. Yet the media has never apologized for Russia collusion hoax. They've never apologized for the Hunter Biden laptop hoax. They never apologized for Trump impeachment one or two. They've never apologized for the COVID hoaxes or, I mean, we can spend the rest of the show outlining everything from Jesse Smollett to Bubba Wallace. There's a noose in my garage. No, there's not. But everyone ran with it and they used it as a club to beat the American public instead of protecting the American public against the powerful. They acted as emissaries of the powerful against us. And so it's nice to circumvent actually the corporate press, which is what we did with Vivek. And it was actually very interesting. He very much is a candidate for a different generation of America first. And we found that compelling. That's why we went on a jet ski with him in Miami, And it's why we did our best to tell his story. And it was, um, well, quite an interesting run. He's a guy who came from absolute obscurity and was able to get 8% in the Iowa caucuses, which is uh, quite a lot. Go ask Republicans who've run in the Iowa caucuses how hard it is to crack 10% in my home state. And so on this show, we decided to you know, it was was now or never, we should tell the story of the Iowa caucuses from the perspective of the two campaigns that we find absolutely the most compelling, the Trump campaign and the the Vivek Ronswamy campaign. We didn't know that it would be the last 24 hours of the Vivek Ronswamy campaign. And we didn't, we assumed, but we didn't know exactly how historic the win would be for Donald Trump, winning the Iowa caucus by the largest margin in history. And so we had a front row seat to both of those historic moments. And that is why the show is called In the Arena. We're going to take you there. Let's head to the great white north, the Iowa caucuses. Bring your jackets and your warm clothes because it's about to get cold in here. We live in historic times, and 2024 is getting started with a bang. Donald Trump won the Iowa Coxes by a historically large margin on January the 15th. After this victory, Vivek Ranswamy dropped out of the race and endorsed Donald Trump quite dramatically from the stage. The two of them have gotten along swimmingly ever since. How did we get to this point? And what happens next? We were invited to ride along with Vivek's campaign for the last 24 hours of the Iowa caucuses and invited to go to caucus with Donald Trump's campaign. Ladies and gentlemen, what you are witnessing is history. The MAGA movement coalescing and marching forward. And it all started on a frigid, wind-swept little airport in Eastern Iowa. The Quad Cities, baby, let's go. Really excited to experience global warming for the first time. You gotta sled. What, you gotta sled. (laughs) Let it be known that we did go sledding in Iowa. All right. Hey, yo, what's up, guys? We are inside of Iowa, my homeland. This was the state where I was raised, the state where I went to college, and the state that still takes my breath away because it's so damn cold. It actually does literally take your breath away. We're gonna go meet The Fake at a uh, campaign stop in a restaurant called Machine Shed, which is exactly what it sounds like, a restaurant based on a shed that you go and fix a tractor in. And so this is an Iowa staple. This is our culture. Our culture is not your costume, although it is incredibly cold here. We are excited and pumped to be back in the Midwest Midwest is clearly very frosty to see us. I gotta get my gloves. I bought the only pair of gloves in Tampa. There was one pair of gloves in Tampa, and I bought them, and they're really girly, and everyone's gonna make fun of me, but here we go. It's
1: good to see you guys.
2: America.
1: Okay. <laughs> Give this you.
0: These little campaign stops in Iowa are like a family reunion. They're like a family gathering. People eat fried chicken, they drink beer, and they are all old friends. And they treat the candidates like members of the family. It's what makes the Iowa caucus special. What's your answer in response to Trump's truth post I, I,
1: yeah, I, I think I think all your I think his campaign advisors. Is it where I'm going to put in the managerial class around him was probably a little bit off the mark with it there on that strategy. I think the truth is friendly fire isn't helpful, but I'm not going to be criticizing him. He's a good president, and I respect his accomplishments for this country, and I will continue to respect that as the next president. But we have to open our eyes to the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts. This system, and I've done everything more than anybody else in this race or out of it, to push back against these unjust politicized persecutions. I wrote an amicus brief for the Supreme Court that I think may be better than some of the arguments they're putting up because I feel an obligation to this country to make sure they do the right thing. But at a certain point, we got to open our eyes and see these people will stop at nothing. And at this point, I mean nothing to keep this man away from office, and it's disgusting. But we owe it to this country and to our founding fathers to make sure America first doesn't end with Trump. It didn't start in 2016. It started in 1776. And so we have a duty to this country to make sure we see this to another 250 years left. That's why I have a duty to this country to not only stay in this to the very end, but I think we're gonna be successful in leading this country to our revival. Thank you. Thank you. USA, baby.
0: Uh, You eat in the car all the time? Yeah.
1: I mean, we normally have the bus. I'm still kind of disappointed we have the bus today. We clearly could have taken the bus around today, but
0: we don't have the bus because it's on its way to New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it Take yeah. that long to get there. <laughs> what's your, what's the, what's the strategy tomorrow? What's the strategy tomorrow and then, and then on Tuesday? you I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm not a big like
1: contingency plan A, plan B person yeah. who would be driven by the gut of what we actually see happen. I think we're gonna see shattering expectations tomorrow. Yeah. And then that's gonna take us forward to New Hampshire. We're headed.
0: What is shattering the... expectations?
1: Well, I mean, you got what the expectations are right now, which are where the polls are. My conviction, I'm making a contrarian prediction that the polls are fake and that they have me the, at, uh, what, 8%? 6 to 8% if you look over the last week. I think that's not right. And I think we're gonna shatter that expectation, how much higher that is. We'll see, but if we're ending up at the single digits that I didn't shatter the expectations. And if we're at 50% and I win the a caucus, we definitely shatter the expectation. And I think the truth will end up being somewhere in between. What about just beating Nikki or Ron? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that alone would be, I mean, the entire media has been ignoring me for a month. And so the sad part is that actually influences the way people frame what they're going to do on caucus night, because, you know, people are consumers of what they're force fed to some extent. But I think that even if in the face of that, we topple either or both of them, I mean, that is a that'd be a political coup of a scale that people are going to be writing about in the history of running political campaigns in Iowa for a long time
0: to come. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen. What about the reports that there are more media at the Nikki Haley events today? than there are supporters, and that she's canceling events across the state. She's canceling. She well, like
1: well those reports, we know them to be true. We hear yeah. them from supporters. Actually, many of our supporters, many people have come to my events, I don't know if they're supporters or not, say that in that same town, they come pissed off that Nikki just canceled an event in the same location the same day or the day before, using snow as an excuse, but it's actually low attendance. So like, at these events, we also got less people than we otherwise would have gotten. We still got a good number of people showing up considering it was in blizzard conditions. But my view is we told people we're gonna show up. And so we're meeting here to meet Iowans not to cultivate the appearance of meeting Iowans, which is what Nikki's events are about. It's about cultivating the appearance of meeting people. But at that appearance, we're gonna be compromising to her. What she perceives as compromising, she would actually sooner give up actually doing the thing you're supposed to be doing, which is actually meeting the Iowans themselves through the Iowa caucus process. So I think people smell that rot pretty far away when they can see it. And I'm hopeful that the people who end up showing up at the caucus are smart enough to see through her charade. I'm hopeful that I'm hopeful that this country is able to see through it because I think the future of our country depends on making sure someone like that comes nowhere near not just the White House, I don't think she has a shot at the presidency, but that somebody like that comes nowhere near the levers of power again. And I think that someone like that is a problem the United States of America when it comes to bring in both domestic surveillance state views and a foreign war machine view that allows people like her to make money
0: off of it. You know, people should be able to see through that, but we'll see if that happens or not. I hope it does. Do you think it's slightly disingenuous that she says everyone has to use their real name on social media, <laughs> but she doesn't use her real name? Uh, yes, I, I do, but I think that... Nimrata.
1: Yeah, but am I, I, I saying that correctly? I don't you'd have to ask her. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I,
0: I, I, I look forward to my
1: interview. Yeah, but I mean, you'd have to ask her. Yeah, I don't
0: I think that. Gonna uh, be uh, awesome for my yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, she changed I, I her husband's name. Did you know this? Oh yeah, she changed her husband's. Name. I read that. Yeah. yeah, she said she just decided her husband would be called like Mike instead yeah. of Bill, because yeah. she liked it better, and that's how, and since she changed his name. Yeah, and he hasn't been around in the campaign trail. Why is that? I don't know. I was. That's crazy for someone who's so stuck up. on I don't, I don't. I don't. Again, know speaking of that, that on having the internet, speaking it, out it... of have anons on the internet, like, yo, if you're really upset about people not using their real names, but you don't use your real name and your husband <laughs> doesn't use his real name, seems really disingenuous. If you're really hard up on like banning TikTok, but your daughter's on TikTok, come on, and you have, you have, you have no first clue. And then says you shouldn't bring family members into it
1: after she brings her daughter to an in interview to talk about it, which is which I is, don't get that. Yeah, it, well, I do it's that this person doesn't have convictions, right? This person is about one thing, power, dominion, control, and punishment. It's like, uh, you know, that House of Cards series or probably was made on a character modeled on the kind of, you know, someone with the. I I don't think she's an intelligent person in the sense that I don't think she knows much about the policy she's advancing, but she has a kind of feral intelligence about her, right? And I think that that's about how to scrappily accumulate power and
0: status and dominion and control for yourself. Has that been the biggest surprise to you on the campaign trail? Like how much you despise Nikki Haley? No, because <laughs> that's actually the biggest surprise to me. You know, to me yeah, I didn't realize what a massive grudge that was. Hunter Biden got a
1: $5 million bribe from Ukraine. That's why we're sending $200 billion back to that same country. The fact of the matter is the Republican party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley who stepped down from her time at the UN. Bankrupt or in debt is, was her family then she becomes a military contractor, she joins the board of Boeing and otherwise, and is now a multi-millionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's gonna put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case Ronald we've Slumber. got two of them on stage Ronald tonight. Ronald. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first.
3: Leave my daughter out of your else. voice. Your adult
1: daughter, the next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth.
3: You're just the easy.
1: <laughs> you rebel scum. It's one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is that, what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. The first debate, she said that only a woman can get this job done, that's what she said. After the third debate, when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party, and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem, using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. Right, and it an actually to right, end. Inst- I- there's your donor puppet masters wielding
4: their puppet right up here
1: tonight.
0: And then I also didn't realize how bad that she was until I started actually oh, she's, like looking into it. She's got awful, but, but I think that the reality is
1: it's not even about her, it's about what she represents. Yeah. And in some ways, actually, it's not a surprise at all. That's my reason for being in politics, is people like this, who have effectively, in the Republican Party at least, been the ones running the show for the last 25 years. I mean, since the Dick Cheney-George Bush era, it's been that whole... I mean, that's what this has been. Are you close with DeSantis? I wouldn't say close, no. But I mean, I've talked to him over the course of this campaign. Yeah, Yeah, and I don't don't have an issue with him in the same way I have with Nikki, Uh. or what she represents. And I think there's that whole wing. I mean, the Nikki Haley, Karl Rove... Dick Cheney, Lindsey Graham, Dan Crenshaw—kind of Republican—that I think needs to be relegated to the dustbins
0: of history. Actually, what was your first reaction when you heard Chris Christie say she's going to get smoked?
4: Spent sixty-eight million so far, fifty-nine million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. Yeah. I mean, who's punching above their weight, and who's getting a return on their investment? You know, and she's going to get smoked, and you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She hasn't even. Been-
1: most honest words I've heard him speak in this campaign. <laughs> yeah. I think he believes that's what's going to happen. <laughs> now I think that the mainstream media in the Super PAC industrial complex is putting up as much as they possibly can to prop her up. I think that the next move that they're going to likely try to make, I believe, is eliminate Ron, get him on a ticket with Nikki, combine forces, hold hands. Oh, get him on the ticket. That. Nicky's
0: yeah. uh, Ron DeSantis endorses Nikki Haley
1: Yeah I think it's not out of the question I know
0: you're on Tip Cool show Man, they had,
1: They did not have a nice mm-hmm. CNN debate They did not They did not Yeah, yeah that I think might, they me. might make men a little bit To force that to happen yeah. That makes it a little bit harder to But they were just you know, going after each other But you know, you've seen cases where, where that's happened before And people, you know, are able to fake it yeah. You know, as a ticket but I don't think that they're going to ever be in the White House, but I just think it's going to be part of the system's effort to achieve the goal that it has been obsessed with achieving for years, for nine years now, is yeah. keeping Donald Trump out of office. And now the system has decided that no tactics are off the table. And I think this this could be one step in that tactic.
0: Yeah. What's your biggest... Uh, what's your biggest... You spent, you did what, 400 events in Iowa? Yeah, over 390. Yeah. yeah. As an Iowan, what is it that you have learned about Iowans? Yeah, and you don't have to butter us up. We're like, actually, yeah. we we like we, we like sarcasm, and we can, so we can take a mean joke.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh,
0: <laughs> I think one of the things I like is
1: that you'll there's there's a certain stoicism to a lot of the people, like yeah. the farmer types. Yeah, yeah. Like it'll just be like they're listening to you, but they're not going to be super passionate in their expressions, even though they're pretty passionate inside. And the people who go to these caucuses, I mean, they take the responsibility seriously, very seriously. And I think that that's pretty cool. It actually makes me take it a lot more seriously too to say that if 20 people are showing up in the middle of a blizzard, even if it's a three hour drive and it's 20 people, we're gonna go do it. Because that's a commitment we've made. And you know what? During some of those times we showed up and it was one of those events, a couple hundred people actually ended up coming. Largely because they're probably cabin fever and, and decided they wanted to get out and. Check things out too and we're excited about a campaign that's probably a little bit more exciting than a professional politician's. And so yeah, I mean, I think I've seen people are combination of being pretty measured. It's a lot of farmers are there's a lot going on inside, but in the exterior they'll give you a, a pretty stoic, you know, human interaction experience. But at the same time, these are people who care about the country and I care a lot about the country and are willing to make a lot of sacrifice to do it. So I think we're at this next event.
0: Welcome to Seven Hills Distillery in Dubuque, Iowa. It is still very cold. What's the temperature? Negative 10. Negative 10 outside. The beer, however, has yet to freeze. But I might. Packed house inside good environment for a um, chilly night. A lot of people drinking, a lot of people um, wanting better for their country. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, let's go in and see (laughs) what's up.
1: Some of those events where you get like when you go into the boonies, like I mean, the entire county might only have like 2,000 people in it, and you get like the people who show up are going to be the ones who are the influential yeah. people in that community, and those
0: are like kind of fun too, actually. You've actually done the work though and like built the grassroots, yes, network. Here yeah, we really have. We guys. really have. The old grand, the grandmother in my mom's book club in Moline tells me that she went to some book club with you where there were like five, oh, ladies is that right? That showed did, yeah, oh, that's they, awesome. That's like the that's highlight of I their week. Your, I forgot your but you Iowa went to their tea right. time,
2: Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. no, we, we've been to this. Yeah,
0: I mean,
1: I'm I been, building it for years. I mean, I think if you view this as like work, you would like die, <laughs> right? But if, if you're just like, okay, this is like a, this is a beautiful thing. Actually, these are patriots who love this country. Like actually just love the country in the same way that I do. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, but that's why they're showing up to meet me. Yes. And that's kind of why, well, we're in the middle of the snowstorms and canceling. Out. I mean, those people are going to show up. They're driving in the same highways, same roads. We'll show up for them too. And so, I'm going to kind of miss the state, actually. Weirdly enough. so <laughs> yeah. well, Those people can't
0: more. get out of it fast yeah. enough.
1: Right. <laughs> no, I'm going to miss this. Yeah. I feel satisfied that I will not look back and say, we should, we could have worked any harder. Been a long time since I have gone at this hyperdrive level. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you're you're like really- Startup culture. Yeah, startup culture, but or or, or even, or, or even, Different startups are different. Like most startup culture, some people say that, but then it ends up being like ping pong tables and like chilling
0: and real like yapping. Cultured, like yeah, actually, yeah, but like, but like grinding, real, but like real,
1: like, real. like real. Yeah, like yeah.
0: the CEO's working with you. Yeah, them. and
1: yeah. that's why I almost would like use like athletic training as like a better example of just full, unsparing bodily preparation to do the right thing. And we've been doing that as a team. I mean like the other people on this team, the, the other, every one of the other individuals in this car has been subjected to that same vigorous, intensive schedule. And I don't know. Well, I guess we haven't really talked about it or debriefed with the rest of my team. But for me, it has been a... It's, it's, I, I felt challenged, actually, for the first time in a very long time. And I think that that is been invigorating for me actually
0: that's our hotel without any heat there was no heat in the hotel the hotel heat broke so everyone slept in their winter coast last night it is caucus day morning in iowa january 15th we are going to be going to uh indianola we are going to be going to des moines waterloo cedar rapids uh and all over the place uh today there's going to be victory parties it is now Uh, Presently a frigid negative 15 degrees outside. Everything is frozen solid, but apparently it's hot inside of these caucus events. So we will get there and start the day. Let's go. Impressive.
1: like at those other events we've basically seen the media almost make a concerted effort not to cover and I actually want to show you something that we were in, we were doing a Fox News interview this morning and I want to show you literally the image we took on the screen this is the image that they're using for their election tracker Jeez. so it's just like I mean it's staggering right
0: like so, so see they don't something even on have the ground, you up on the
1: on the on the election tabulating on the election tabulations. Are he,
0: well, are you, are, didn't that new poll just come out where
1: you're up 14%? I mean, I think that, and, and I think those understated. I, but if you look on the ground, if you just look at the massive endorsements or whatever, even if you just look at the crowd sizes versus Nikki and versus Ron, for that matter, on that metric, yet this is the narrative that the corporate press is pushing. And the problem is there are still the class of people who stay home and see this stuff, and their perception of the race is shaped by this, which is the most frustrating thing about this. We're up against
0: this nonsense. Yeah. It's so nefarious. It's so evil. People don't understand. It's not like they're writing fake news. Yeah. They do do that. Yeah. But it's not like, don't write an untrue story. Yeah. The actual bias of the media is, don't cover this thing that people care about. Even though we had a two and a half hour car ride to our next stop, the fake didn't have any time to do interviews for our program because he was doing 20 radio interviews back to back to back to back. And, uh... I don't know how you get the energy, man. Gonna do the moving car change? Yeah. Oh. Impressive. Done it many a time.
1: You probably have to.
0: Welcome to the Elks Club in Waterloo, Iowa, inside the Vivek event right now, talking to one of these old classic clubs that like is from a time gone by. This place is amazing. Or have you enjoyed being a campaign surrogate have you enjoyed your time out on the trail Have I mean, you normally just probably probably not you're not a poli-sci major so
3: no i'm not at all but it, i've loved it and i you know i didn't know what to expect but it's a not very different the campaigning this part that we are so focused on is not very different from being a doctor we get to the privilege of talking to people about some of the biggest problems that they are dealing with in their lives and we try to figure out ways that we can make it better I loved it it feels real it feels like a sense of purpose and so I've been pretty emotional today because this is our last day in Iowa probably for a while because the campaign's going to change and these people have become our friends our neighbors and I feel such a sense of responsibility to them and gratitude and I'm gonna miss them
0: up. Are you excited that you finally get to use your medical skills on the road here since one of the staff <laughs> is bleeding know. back here?
3: Patrick, I don't think
0: what that... happened Patrick? Uh shut the door on my head. Oh no. But it's okay.
1: So it almost brought me to tears
3: today. <laughs> oh, I, I, keep, I, I, I keep, I, I, I keep, kind of keep falling apart.
1: There.
3: Um, so this is from Lena Anderson and her family. And she's this 10 year old girl who was there with her mom who was pregnant. They came, they kept coming back. They come came to more and more events and they became real supporters. And what's so amazing, you can see your mom's pregnant in this picture, is that they were doing this. They, she, they were doing this all partially because they were just so passionate about this, but also Lena was, really saw herself in a lot of ways in Vivek. She really looks up to him and that was the most amazing thing.
0: Your children actually join you on The Campaign Girl. I've seen them. Yeah. Um, But also that's gotta be, that's gotta be rough. Still, regardless. I mean, traveling with kids is tough and then being away from home is tough. Yeah. How, how do you guys balance that?
3: You know, I, and I made a vow to ourselves at the beginning of this, that our children always come first, no matter what. You find a way to make them feel and learn the values that are more important to us, keep them centered, make them know, that they are the most important things to us and have that priority and so I don't know how we're gonna do it but I know you know we made a vows to each other at the beginning when we got married and effectively we made w- vows to each other when we decided to have children That there's things we don't compromise on and that will be one of them <laughs>
0: So life in the white house with little kids
3: we'll see we'll see <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, d- I don't know what it looks like i didn't know what this process would look like either but so far so great
0: okay so we are at lions bridge brewing company the beer is very good and of course it is because this is my hometown of cedar rapids this is little czech village famous in cedar rapids and this is the last official campaign stop of Vivek's Iowa caucus run. So we'll see the results soon, but it's warm inside and the beer is refreshingly cold. Let's go check it out. How's has the caucuses been this year? It's been busy. Iowa's been busy. Yeah. Ads have been busy. We've certainly seen a lot ads of- Ads are insane. Uh, ads yeah. are insane this year. But it's been busy. There's a lot of motivated people. So I think you're gonna see a lot of good turnout despite the weather, so. Who do you want to win the Iowa caucuses?
1: Uh, Trump.
0: You gonna, you gonna vote for him? Oh, I wish. <laughs> uh, can you tell me about this amazing suit, sir? Wow. Very patriotic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, I just, I've grown to love the Iowa caucus process I've gotten into, and I like to, you know, support my country, support my state, so. And who are you supporting this time around? I'm supporting Vivek. I uh, agreed to be a precinct captain for him. I think Vivek made a guy that love a wear, wear a flag suit to events and more in love with th- this country than I already was. If I think a guy can do that, he can do some good in the White House. What are the chances of you supporting Joe Biden in the election?
1: Well, you know, I've given it a lot of thought. Uh, no. Zero? <laughs> yeah, okay. The CNN town hall, he touched the third rail, J6. Not allowed to do that. <laughs> Talked about it, Shh. inside job, they're not having any part of that. You're off the ballot, we're not gonna report on you, we're not gonna talk about
0: you, that's it. I don't care what side of the party it is. This guy's, I think, in my opinion, is the clear vision for America, for our next generation. So I'm excited for today. I think good things are gonna happen, so. After an absolutely wild eight straight hours on the road with Vivek, five different cities, we headed to the Trump campaign headquarters to get a taste of how Trump surrogates, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, would be doing their job on caucus night. We are here in Des Moines, in Iowa, on caucus night with Marjorie Taylor Greene.
4: We are freezing to death. No, just kidding, we're inside right now.
0: This looks like a Game of Thrones jacket.
4: Well, it's actually my Chinese spy balloon jacket that I wore to the State of the Union last year. And, uh, you know, just just a reminder that Joe Biden uh, let China spy on America, so I think that's good for Iowans to remember.
0: That's right, that's the one where you, with you yelling. You were wearing this.
3: Yeah, no? yeah.
4: liar! <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are people, what are, you, what are you even seeing? Are people calling Joe Biden a liar on the trail?
4: Oh, oh man, people, people are so ready for President Trump to come back. It's not even funny. Here's the deal, Benny. People are fired up here in Iowa and they are caucusing for President Trump. I can't wait to see it. So it's going to be fun to see what happens.
0: As tends to happen, the Iowa caucuses attracted visitors from all around the globe. And one of our favorites is Nigel Farage who came to get his ass chapped in Iowa by the cold weather. And we asked him about his first caucus experience.
2: There's something slightly mad, isn't there, about the Iowa caucus taking place in January of And yet, despite that, the energy, the engagement of people, I mean, this is real democracy. I'm loving it. Trump called you out yesterday during the speech, called you beautiful. Well, look. I mean, I'm not used to men praising me in that way, and I could get very embarrassed by it. But um... what have you seen uh, out and about? Well, I've been out. Obviously, I mean, I went to the big speech that Trump gave yesterday. I went to a breakfast meeting this morning that Vivek Ramaswamy did. So I'm going around watching various candidates out in the field, uh, but also just talking to people, engaging people, and and the feeling that their vote really matters their vote really counts directly towards something. And I come from a country in which at the moment, with our democratic system, we sort of wonder, is there really much point in even bothering to go and vote? And here it feels very vibrant and very, very real. So yeah, no, it's, it, 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 there's something about it that is slightly magical.
0: After busting it up with merry old Nigel, we decided to step outside of Trump headquarters and do the only sensible thing, which is to go sledding. Let it be known, that we did go sledding in Iowa, in the morning. Marjorie Taylor Greene went and spoke to a caucus on behalf of Donald Trump and rallied the troops before the event.
4: I'm here to ask you to vote for my favorite president our former president of the United States, Donald J. Trump.
0: After experiencing the caucus firsthand with Marjorie Taylor Greene and other Trump surrogates, boy, we felt the energy on Trump's side. We headed over to Tim Poole's studio in Vivek Ranswamy's headquarters in Des Moines, interestingly enough, to watch the results come in live on TimCast IRL. Here's what happened next. A winner is in. With less than one percent of votes, the New York Times has called Donald, Donald Trump the winner of the Iowa caucus. I was told. I was told by Team DeSantis that DeSantis was going to win. That didn't happen. Wow. Seven thirty-two. I don't understand it's still that So very
1: early. The race has been called yeah. by the Associated Press. The race was called before most of the votes were reported, which often means the call was based on polls and other data. Oh. Okay. So. So we can go home now. It's done. I got
0: no. I think it's I. I, I think we're all happy to hear that uh, Donald Trump won. Of course, he was gonna win. He's at 70%, his number is only increasing. But the, the race that matters is the cultural race. And that is, I would like to see Vivek crush DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Like CBS, CBS, CBS News Nikki Now Sanders. calling, New York it's CBS News, CNN. Trump campaign officially shares the AP message that he won. Right now uh, in Iowa, Donald Trump is leading with 74.6% of the vote. NBC News Now projects that Donald Trump uh, will be, at the end of the night,
3: the winner of the Iowa caucuses. Listen, just listen, right? No other candidate gets No, it's true, and...
0: CNN projects that Donald Trump will win the
4: Iowa caucuses. Former President
3: Donald Trump will win the Iowa caucuses.
4: NBC saying Donald Trump is the projected winner. No surprise, what we're gonna wait for, though, is to see by how much.
3: Former President Donald Trump will win the Republican caucuses.
4: With a
1: historic 51% of the vote, you're looking at right here significantly more than Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley's. This is the map that we're looking at right now. Everywhere you see red is a county that Donald Trump won. As of this moment, we are going to suspend this presidential campaign. And I'm also making the decision that this has to be an America first candidate in that White House. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America first candidates in this race. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulate him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And I think we're gonna do the right thing for this country. I also wanna congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job.
0: Sometimes you just choose the right place at the right time. And maybe that's where we were. We're inside of Vivek's office right now. The reason why is we did Tim Pool tonight. Tim Pool was renting and using half the office space for his show and we just happened to do, do our live from here. The office is completely empty. But Vivek, what he's doing right now is very full, very full hearted. He's endorsing Donald Trump fully, dropped out of the race and conceded just seconds ago after coming in seven, about seven or eight uh, percentage points in, in Iowa, which is pretty great actually. And if you look around the office, you sort of see like a startup, startup culture. You culture producer Robbie over there and Eric. It's like, looks like a startup. And that's kind of how the campaign was run. Campaign like all startups w- was started with big dreams and aspirations, but not a great chance of success. Like most startups, it ran on the energy of a startup with Favek and his family, sort of being like the family CEO operation, as always tends to happen inside of a startup, it's like an all-consuming process. And most importantly, um, it really captured something new, something very exciting that is going to happen to the political landscape in the coming years. And so we were really, um, it was really poignant to be able to spend the last 24 hours of the campaign to get full access to Vivek for that and to, to show you all of this. Now it's on, of course, to New Hampshire. Uh, and now it's on to the next chapter. Vivek says he's not going away. We hope you don't either. This is in the arena. We're fighting right alongside of you. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.
1: Let's do this, guys. It's good to see you. It's good to be back to New Hampshire. We miss you guys. This man is going to be your next president. And you know how we're doing it? We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way. There are two genders in this country. Period. That is the truth. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Drill, frack, Burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government in the United States, not four. And the U.S. Constitution is the strongest and greatest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is the truth. We fight for the truth. We stand up for the truth. That is what won us the American Revolution. That is what reunited us after the Civil War. That is what won us two World Wars and the Cold War. That is what still gives hope to the free world. And if we can revive that dream over group identity and victimhood and grievance, then nobody in the world, not a nation, not a corporation, not a virus, not China, is going to defeat us. That is what American exceptionalism is all about. That is what we are going to revive to, yes, make America great again. Vote for this man right here in the New Hampshire primary. God bless you and your families, and may God bless our United States of America. Thank you, New Hampshire. It's good to see you guys. We're coming back and winning this in a landslide. We will not stop until we get this job done.
0: Thank you all. God bless you and your family. A lot of hyperbole in this industry. A lot of people saying flowery words, they don't mean it. But we really mean this when we say we're thankful to this audience, the show and tenant media, because we enjoy capturing these moments. We enjoy putting them to film and sort of locking them up for everyone else to see so that you can see the inside of how your political system works. What's actually happening beyond the lenses of the cameras of the corporate press who are always trying to lie to you and deceive you, it's important to see who these people are. We look forward to doing the same thing with the Trump campaign, and we are enlivened by the new energy that seems to be sort of pulsing through the party all of a sudden to take our country back and to make America great again, to be the America first party. And that's a party that I could get down with, ladies and gentlemen. Vivek Ranswamy, this wasn't his time. If there was one major fault in his campaign, it's that he's early. I think the way that Vivek ran his campaign as a very lean social first, pivoting on viral moments, uh, seeing the correct enemies, never viewing the Republican base as the enemy or fellow Republicans as the enemy, except for Nikki Haley, but she's not a fellow Republican, is she? Well, that's the campaign of the future. Spending more time with influencers and more time on social media than on corporate media, that's the way you get it done. Being able to call out failed RNC leadership to their faces on their own debate stage, ladies and gentlemen, that's breaking a mold. And I think that the people who viewed Vivek with a considerable amount of fear were the ones who simply, couldn't understand what was happening. what was actually happening is you're seeing the campaign of the future. You're seeing 2028 and beyond. Vivek was just early. There's a winning formula for a new generation that hasn't been bottle fed on the lies of corporate propaganda or on stale talking points from candidates who don't mean them and who are lying to you. It's an exciting moment and we're glad we didn't miss it. Let's go win 2024 for Donald Trump. This, ladies and gentlemen, is in the arena. We know you're fighting, and we're fighting right alongside you. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.